Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Big, the big Ones! Eat. I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. Each week, we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be complicated to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Candace, Candace and, and Kayla. Kayla. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't know. Are we going to like what we see? <laughs> I feel like we're just going to see a lot of caffeine and some takeout food if I go deep, deep within. That sounds good to me. So Big Ones listeners, if you're not already familiar, you probably recognize their voices from their hit podcast, Directionally Challenged. And do you, will you guys tell, but people haven't heard of it, will you tell us a little bit about it? I was just listening to it. I went on a walk and I listened to your episode um, with our Erio's co-founder, Priyanka Matu. That was so fun to have Priyanka on. And she was, that was, I think, season one for us. So we were still getting in the groove of it. And you guys know what it's like. You start something. What we love so much about um, having Directionally Challenged is as actors and performers, I know you guys know as well, our life is kind of at the whim of everyone else. And so this was the first time we had control, creative control of a project. And it has been so much fun. Not only that, but we also get to do it together with doing this with one of my best friends. Candace has been so fun. And it's just deepened our relationship and it's been a truly rewarding experience for sure. Yeah, I feel like we were really good friends. And then I was like, hey, what if we did this podcast together? And now you're trapped and you're my best friend forever. <laughs> Deal with it. Because you're business partners. <laughs> Exactly. It's really fun to be business partners uh, with your friends. Uh, yeah, we the concept for this podcast came to us a few years ago. We are women in our 30s. Uh, we've known each other since we were in our 20s. We found that uh, we were more impulsive in our 20s. And, and, and we figured, oh, when we were in our 30s, that's when we'll have everything figured out. We're just going to feel really solid, feet on the ground, and know what we're doing with our lives. And uh, we were pretty tipsy in, in my bathroom at a friend's bridal shower, you know, as you find yourself in your 30s, uh, really stressed out about where we were in, in, in our lives of trying to feel secure in what we were doing uh, career-wise, uh, how we felt socially, just, you know, still feeling anxious going to a social event and wondering, like, is this room full of people going to like us and accept us? And we're like, this is ridiculous. Uh, 
we thought we were going to have it all figured out, but we were slightly directionally <laughs> challenged. We, we wanted to have creative control over something in our life and felt really inspired by the opportunity to sit down and talk with other people, um, specifically women that we admired, who we felt were either experts in their field or just experts in our own field. And so we thought a podcast was a great opportunity in order to do that. Instagram and social media never felt like a really authentic platform for us to show who we really were. And so the opportunity to have a microphone in front of us, have real conversations in real time with people that we admired and get guidance from them felt really authentic. And so that was really the, the, um, the foundation of the podcast. And then now it's just been such a joy, especially you know, during a really hard year like 2020, for us to be able to connect with people all over the world and continue exploring subject matter um, that we found really interesting to us. And uh, so we invite our listeners to do that with us every week. Okay, Maria, if you could like sum up the big ones like that. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) that's really a sick request for me because you just did that so professionally. And if someone was like, and what's the big ones? I'd be like, I don't know. Just listen. I don't care. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like, I don't know if you've ever seen um, old school when Will Ferrell has to like give the answer at the debate. I don't know if I'm just like, anyway, I've been watching a lot of movies in quarantine, guys. And I just feel like I go Will Ferrell where I just black out and then come out and be like, did I say it right? Did it, was the That's answer correct? So, it's no, great, it's honestly. so nice. Like, I wish I had half of that. Like, I can't even I talk right now because it was so well talked about. That's very nice. Thank you. But everyone, I think if you guys like the big ones, you'll like Directionally Challenge. And you guys have like a really broad span of the type of people you have on as guests. And then you guys have such a fun friendship. So I feel like, you know, we have some crossover there. Absolutely. One of our favorite guests we just interviewed, I just have to give a little shout out. We had um, a one of the last known Auschwitz survivors on our podcast about two weeks ago. And um, she is truly incredible, Dr. Edith Eager. And we sat down and we knew we had so much to learn from her. And of course, our conversation ends in tears and she is truly inspirational. So if you have a minute and you're listening, you want to listen to Directionally Challenged, highly recommend that episode that we just released. That's amazing. Awesome. Um, and I want to tell the big ones listeners that Kayla and I went to high school together. Woo woo. I know I have to get a shout out. Go LaSalle. Go Griffin. And we, Amanda and I have known each other for so long. <laughs> I know. And Kayla was a year ahead of me. Um, and she was so cool because I remember being like, oh my God, Kayla leaves class to go on auditions. And, and now I look at us, was- Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasters. <laughs> I remember being in high school and the show I was working on Freaks and Geeks, I hated the title and I was so embarrassed by it that I didn't tell anyone about it. And I literally went on, went all through high school being on this fantastic show that now we know has like won Emmys and everyone talks about it, but being so embarrassed that it was called Freaks and Geeks. And you know, when you first start high school, you're so, it's all about what other people think. And so I was genuinely nervous that people would think I was a freak or a geek. So you knew me at that point, Amanda, where I hadn't, I didn't know who I truly was at that point yet. Wow. And Amanda, what would you leave class to do? Oh my God. Actually, I was thinking about this last night. The one time I did get an audition and my mom like drove me up to Hollywood to go on it. It was for people with um, deformed feet. With what? <laughs> and th- deformed feet. 
because I was a ballet dancer. And so they like posted something at my dance school that was like casting call. Like we know all of your feet are really messed up. And so my mom drove me out to this audition and I feel like it was at like 200 South La Brea, like that commercial casting office. And I just, the camera was just down facing toward the floor and I just had to like spin around on my like bare feet a couple of times. And you didn't get it? I didn't book it. They weren't, they weren't bad enough. That's hilarious. And now look at you. Like, that's insane. That's so funny. That's such a good story. <laughs> Maria doesn't seem to like it. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you guys are, um, both have shining histories in LBC. Well, it's actually Los, Alam- Los Alamitos, Maria. So I, because Maria's oh. confused. Because, That's why I said go Los Alamitos. Yeah, because I grew up in Long Beach, <laughs> but then I went to school in Los Alamitos. And then, Kayla, you probably lived in Los Alamitos. No, I grew up in Long Beach and went to school in Los Alamitos. What? Are we sisters? What? See? And I knew that. And I knew that. And that's why I said it. That's why I said it, because I knew that. Um. So, you guys, so we like to start the big ones by asking our guests if they have any little moral dilemmas that they want to talk out here on the air is there anything that's on like your you can each do one or if you have a shared one like anything on your mind let's hear it I have one but I mean, do you have one go let's go no I do too but you go first it's like I feel bad enough that like I'm nervous to even say it out loud so I'm just gonna go broad and see if you guys bully me into like being more specific but um I love celebrity gossip and like really love it and am I just like putting bad stuff into the world like it karmically is it bad to just talk about other people like at all like if you don't have something nice to say don't say anything at all like as Thumper would say in Bambi and like do we just need to keep our mouths shut even when it comes to celebrity gossip or is that just fair game okay I have a couple questions here now I I get this now there's nothing more fun than opening up an Us Weekly and seeing what the stars are doing there's nothing more fun than a piece of gossip coming out on Twitter Twitter and you going oh my god look what happened to her or him (laughs) But are you talking about talking about it publicly or are you saying just gabbing with your friends? This is for like wine time or like, you know, just like this is for girlfriend time. Girl, gossip away. Gossip away. Who is that hurting? I think it's the perfect outlet. It's like what's the alternative is like us talking about our friends You know what I mean? It's like we have to have an outlet. And part of, I feel like as humans, it's like we're such social animals that this is part of us like sorting out relationships by like being obsessed with celebrities. I mean, I think the one thing is like I try not to buy the rags, you know, because I don't want to like support the paparazzi because I think that celebrity culture can be really destructive. But if I, my hand might, you know, take me to the Daily Mail maybe twice a week. Oh, yeah. And if you're getting your nails done or something, I bet you you reach for an Us Weekly. Do you not? I'll use, yes, a second hand. (laughs) Us Weekly. I'll flip through. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I really don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with looking at uh, judging someone within the confines of your own home. Thank I you. also will just add to, to all of this that especially with the state of the world right now, if a little bit of celebrity gossip is like your sort of escapism, then I think there are way worse ways to escape. Oh, yeah. 
and there's a difference between, you know, t- talking with your girlfriends or going on Twitter and just like bringing someone down because they're and right. being like, can you believe this? Can you be-? because, you know, look, I don't care if people talk about me as long as it never gets to me. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a <laughs> what other people say about me behind my back is none of my business. And I don't know who said it. But I love that. But I think there's, I, love I think there's a karma issue that you're talking about, right, Candice? Like you actually believe that it may come back okay. to you. Well, that's, I'm just like, is that bad? You know what I mean? Like it might, it, like at a time when the world just needs some like positivity, is it just like, am I just being a catty bitch by like, you know, and just feeling negativity, but, but, how, but then how can I not talk about it? I don't know, exactly. but, but it, it is, it's a nice break from. Like, I felt like I was getting so wrapped up in, like, politics especially. And it just, like, I, you know, it was a nice, it felt like a nice, like, just mental break. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my small, tiny dilemma is, like, do I, should I just be really just pushing positivity out in the world? Or is it okay to get my hands in, in some celebrity dirty gossip? I think it's more than okay. I think it's necessary. Yeah. I do, too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay, so I have a moral dilemma, but I'm like nervous to bring it up only because it is not very small. I would say it's quite, quite large, but it is something that is real that I was going through last night and like couldn't sleep about. And I thought, well, might as well just talk to you girls. And I really like your honest opinion about it. Um, So I found a way, a possible way, a friend of a friend through whatever um, to maybe get the vaccine. Now, this is huge obviously apparently you know they're just being tossed away but i am not an essential worker i am not someone that is elderly i do not have health conditions so is this something i don't do morally right because i know that i am not someone who needs it right now but then also on the other hand i'm thinking well if they're literally just being tossed away is it a waste do i go do it and i and i genuinely don't know what to do I would love advice. Yeah, that's I. I've talked to people who've been in the same situation because I had a girlfriend who worked at a hospital, and she's like, "We have we're getting so many vaccines." It's like my boss told me to tell my friends and family to come get them. Um, but then you also hear I was just reading in the LA Times like all these scams that mm. are happening where they're like, "Hey, th- this place needs to get rid of these, these vaccines," but really it was just some crazy person gave out this access code, and it didn't end up being the case. But people went and got them, and then felt so bad about it after. So I think like there's it's just a disorganized rollout. So it's like weird that you're even in this position, right? Is there? It isn't aren't people doing this thing where like at the end of the day they're like at the hospitals where if like the things are getting thrown away that then you can go up and say like are there any I have heard that this is not that but I have heard that which is that yeah. see that to me is the perfect way to like you because because it's like yeah I get the idea of like I don't want to take someone's spot because and I and and it just doesn't feel right if it's like you know there's tons of people in nursing homes and stuff that might not have this and it's like just because Mm. I'm able to get to the place to get it and you know why aren't these why aren't these vaccine places like making more of an effort to get people who need this to the front of the line you know but then again it's like but if they're getting thrown away then what's the problem but I think if it is the end of the day and maybe you've waited there all day or like you know it's like you you're seeing them throw them out then I'd be like okay well if it's literally getting thrown out yeah I've also heard because it's also like you getting the vaccine like is good for everyone 
you know, because it's, it's still helping. Um, and I've heard people talking about this as well, saying like, if you get an opportunity, but it's in like a low income neighborhood, like I wouldn't go get that vaccine. Right, 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 that right. should be, they should make an effort to go like um, recruit people. But if it's in like a more well-to-do area and it's just, if it doesn't go to you, it's going to go to someone else like in your same position. I, I, personally, I'm like, if you're going to get the vaccine, you, you might as well. That That's how I feel. But yeah. I don't know, like, it's, it's I know. Such a tricky situation. I know. I, know. I go back and forth. I've been going back and forth with it since yesterday. And I don't know what to do. So I, I yeah, yeah. The, uh, the other thing is, if you're going to feel bad, and it's going to stress you out, there's also and you can it's might that might answer your question, too. Because I really think it's such gray area. But if you're going to feel like so weird about it, maybe you just have to like, wait it out. But I don't know. It's no, thank you. I know. I know. That's them. why I was like, I should just bring it up because I, I might yeah. as well just talk to you guys about it. And you know, I want to know what Candace thinks because she's sitting over there waiting to talk about this with her friends over a glass of wine tonight. Can you believe what Kayla said? I know. I know. <laughs> I've never been farther away from my microphone. Um, yeah, she did a lean back. Um, no, look, I, I think we all live in California. It's a very large state. I think each state is handling you know, the rollout differently. So um, I think the most important thing for anyone to do is to research as much as possible about um, what is accessible, you know, who is able to get the vaccine. If you have family members that are older or loved ones that are older, make sure that they have accessibility first and foremost, um, anyone who's high risk. And look, we're, I think we're all doing the best we can within this pandemic and, 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 uh, and yeah, I think it comes down to, I just haven't, I don't know enough about, um, I don't know enough about it. I actually, I, I just need to, I would have to research it to actually give a, any sort of advice, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree that there's something there is it because it, you couldn't sleep last night. There is definitely like an ickiness to it because you're like, wait a minute, but it's not our fault. Well, it right? feels wrong. It feels like because exactly. it, yeah, yeah. But it's not. But the thing is, it's like you're looking at the people that are in charge and you're going, why is this happening? Like, why? Why am I? Right. Why is the burden on my shoulders? This should be, you know, I should just be in line and get it when I'm supposed to get it. But it's so messed up that you're just like, wait, what? They're throwing them away. Why should I? why should they go to waste but i do agree with candace that it's like you know if you've got this opportunity and you've got you know a bunch of people in your life that are older or have pre-existing conditions or you have the ability to go like hey there's this opportunity for you to get these leftover vaccines i mean that would probably be the best thing to do first right is to like lead those people in the direction of but it shouldn't be on your well, shoulders. Well, that was my idea, too, is like maybe I should just figure out and try and figure out who really needs it and people yeah. I know and do it for them as opposed to just do it for myself. That was kind of what I was thinking is if I have the ability to figure it out for myself, I can probably figure it out for other people who need it more than me. So why wouldn't I utilize that? Mm, right. That was what I kind of came to. Yeah, yeah. I, a, I think that's good. So, so again, do the research. Yeah, that's, that's really research. good advice. <laughs> And she's right. 
Thanks, guys. Thank it's, you. It's crazy though that that's that it's so disorganized. It's just crazy. It's a big, it's a big project. But I mean, listen, Fauci's saying end of May. We're uh, end of May. We, we will all be eligible to get it. <laughs> Sorry to bring up something so controversial, but I really appreciate your guys' advice. Girl, this is the big ones. If, if we don't go there, who will? <laughs> <laughs> so I hope we helped you guys out. Um, now, what we're asking you to do in return <laughs> is we need people to rate and review and people get bored when we ask them to do it and join our Patreon. So we like to ask the guests if they just ask our listeners to rate, review and join our Patreon. You guys rate the show, review the show, join the Patreon. We get it. We're we on our on our side, we understand how much work goes into creating a podcast. And it's not something that is simple. There's a lot of thought and love put into it. So um, do your part. Rate, review. Make sure you go on to the Patreon. Patreon's so fun, by the way. We also do Patreon for Directionally Challenged. And it's so fun and so personal. Um, make sure you guys do it. Subscribe. Yeah, it's International Women's Month. So support some ladies. Well, thank you guys so much. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get to the big, big one. And I hope you guys like women's baseball. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We're back. Um, Maria, do you want to read the big, big one since you wrote it up this time? No, no, no. You go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Are, is everyone ready? Yeah. Okay. I need verbal confirmation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Born ready. <laughs> I can't hear you. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, you are a sexy married woman whose sexy husband is off fighting in World War II. While he's fighting the Nazis, you're living on your family's organ farm with your mom, dad, and little sister, Kit. Both you and your sister have always loved playing baseball, and you're both really good. You're better, though. You're better at everything. You're biding your time, waiting for your life to start back up once your husband gets back from war, and you can have kids and be a loving wife. But when a sassy baseball recruiter sees you play baseball in your farm league, he asks you to come to Chicago to try out for an all-women's baseball league that Harvey Chocolate Bars is starting in order to satiate the baseball demand during the war. He doesn't want your sister, though. No one wants her because next to you, people don't even see her. But you convince him that the only way you're going to try out is if your little sister Kit can come, so he agrees. You both make a team and you become the belle of baseball, making the cover of Life magazine and leading your team to the playoffs. But tensions between you and Kit reach a boiling point and she can no longer take being second best. The tension causes Kit to be traded to another team that your team ends up playing in the World Series. In the final game, you see your sister losing her head, knowing that in her mind she needs to beat you. 
At the bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, it's up to you to catch a ball that will lead your team to win the World Series. If you don't catch the ball, your sister's team will win. Do you catch the ball or purposely throw the game for your little sister? So good. By the way, I just have to say my little stuffed animal growing up was a little cat and I named her Kit after Dottie's sister Kit in A League of Their Own. This is my all-time favorite movie. For me, it's a no-brainer. You let go of that ball. I rewatched it the other day and I there's no movie that makes me cry like that sobbing mm-hmm. sobbing like uncontrollably sobbing because they get old <laughs> right and like here's the thing for me that dilemma isn't that difficult because it's what team are you on are you on team family or are you on team baseball sure. and for me it's like a no-brainer I also have a little sister that is 13 months younger than me And so we are extremely close. We grew up watching that movie. So I felt like we were two sisters just like that. Right. And so for me, it was an absolute no brainer. You, you let her win, let her win. Okay. Well, I'm just going to play the other side of the coin to make this interesting because the whole thing though, is Dottie isn't like, this isn't what, this isn't Dottie's dream. You know what I mean? But what if it was, you know, what if she was the Lindsay Vaughn? of like women's right. baseball what if this was her dream and this is all she wanted you know what if she was the serena williams you know what i mean like serena williams isn't just like tossing the racket being like you know what i'm gonna give this one to venus they always like really went for it so i think mm. that taking into consideration depends on like who's dotty you know if Dottie really wanted to win maybe she would have held on to the ball and that would have been okay too I don't, that, you know, it just depends on, on like who's in that position of Dottie is what I'd say. Let me, let me, um, throw, if I may, a curveball here, because I did watch some deleted scenes that didn't make it into the movie. And there was a kiss between her and Tom Hanks, believe it or not, Ooh. between Dottie, Dottie and, Dottie. and Tom Hanks. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I'm really a, happy they cut that out. Uh, yes. So there's and that's part of the reason why she packs her bag and and because she's like, why would you do that? But it's like, good. It's good. It's good because you see her being like, don't kiss me. I thought you liked me. I thought we were friends. Anyway, the scene that gets cut out shows you a lot more about Dottie. And what you learn is that she's playing down the fact that she loves baseball because she's got a husband and she wants to be a wife and she's the oldest and she's she's playing the role of I'm the good wife I'm the good I'm gonna be a mother and that's what my life has that's the course my life is on and she doesn't allow herself to to be open to the fact that she really loves baseball and she loves to play and she's always suppressing that Mm. and I think that kit because she's so like out she's like this is what i want to do this is who i want to be it makes don dotty retreat into herself going well that's not you know i i can't compete with that level of emotion basically oh she's also protecting kit right exactly and so i think that there is this what makes me go like oh this isn't so cut and dry is the fact that dotty is suppressing a love of something because she's committed herself to other things in her life. Now, this is interesting, too, and I, you, hearing you say that, and I actually, I haven't seen the movie in a long time, so just quick question, does she throw the game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. For her yeah. sister. Okay. 
She throws no the game. seems to really remember. Okay, yes. We, she, she, no, 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 no. I she, just didn't want to, I didn't want to ruin it for you because it's, oh, I mean, I figured she, she threw the game, but I was going to say that, um, that I think Dottie is sort of tamping down her light. Like she feels guilty for always sort of being like getting more attention than her sister. You know, I don't know why she's taller, like bigger hair or whatever. Um, <laughs> but so, so she's just like probably. She's literally tamping down her hair because it's too big. She's going, like, how do I get this flatter? Um, but so I, and I think it's just like in general and maybe I've, not like not an athlete i'm not a professional athlete marie and i do play on a basketball league um but it is just bad sportsmanship to throw a game because you're also on a team with a bunch of other women who are working their butts off um to win and so sorry i think maybe kit needs to eat a little piece of humble pie and maybe she'll learn a bigger lesson in the end which is like just because i'm in second place doesn't mean i'm not valuable that's a very, very valid point. Yeah, I mean, it does come down to a, a kind of a mental health issue <laughs> where I don't think Kit ever really learned how to deal with this feeling, the feelings of being second to her. She, she's constantly comparing herself to her sister. And of course, that's fair because her family thinks her sister is better. That sassy John Lovett's character thinks the sister is better. Everyone's always comparing her to her sister because her sister's so good at everything. But, you know, so what? Just play your own game, girl. You're good enough. You're good enough. Yeah. It's the comparison game. She gets stuck in it. I think it's also playing into this idea of I, of women can have it all. And not just women, but men, any person can just have it all. You can literally have the most successful marriage, the perfect family, give birth exactly when you want to, how you want to, and be dominant in your career all at the same time. And that's really hard to do. You know, her husband just came back from war. He's alive. She thought he died. Maybe she secretly wants to just be with her husband. If she always wants kids, she knows she can't be pregnant and play baseball at the exact same time. And also, you can really love what you do and you can also really want to be home and have a family. And those are going to be competing feelings. And I think that she's wrestling with all that stuff too. So just to put it all on her little sister and wanting her little sister to have it, I think it's also recognizing like Kit really did just want that at that point in her life. Whereas Dottie was like, you know what? I, I maybe want, I love this so much. I love my this career opportunity so much, but it's okay to also want to be home with my husband and maybe start a family. Like that is just as okay. That's not like letting go of a dream. Also to add to that, it, because of the era that she lived in, I don't think that she felt like she could be a mom and a wife and then also be a ball player. I think she felt like she had to pick where nowadays it is more acceptable for everyone to try to do and juggle everything, even though we all know in doing so it can drive you crazy. But I think that there's an element there where she felt like she could, she had to choose who she was one or the other. Yeah. Couldn't be both. This, you guys are giving me chills because I just realized Dottie doesn't throw the game for Kit. Dottie throws the game for Dottie. So that's oh, her being right. like, 
I'm choosing my path and this is what I'm choosing. Wow. I Yes. Is that fair to her team, though? I mean, let's take Kit out of it. That's true. And there's this entire team that, you know, yeah, Dottie's the best player on the team, but she's not the only player on the team. They all got there, too, and they're all playing their best. Why should she be the one with all the power? Because she's the best. She's an MVP, baby. Yeah. Good point. I mean, that's why it's a big dilemma. That's a big one. There were a couple times I was throwing our pistol shrimps games. You were? Oh, that's okay. It makes a lot more sense now why you were playing like that. <laughs> but I did it for you so that you could feel <laughs> you could feel so like better. I was. Thank you. Yeah, I don't is let's take kid out of it for a second. Is it okay for your own personal gain or the gain of, you know, someone you love to throw other people under the bus? Well, no, well, no, because it's bad sportsmanship. So it reminds me of the White Sox scandal. I don't know if we're all familiar with that. It was like maybe the World Series and like, okay, was it 1918? I don't know, something like that. But anyway, the White Sox weren't being paid well. They were being treated poorly by the manager. And so they decided to throw the World Series in order to get like paid out to be paid properly. And it just, I don't know, because they're, it's like sports are just sports. I mean, it's both serious and important to have good sportsmanship. And it's also like, but it's just sports. Well, but it's also like someone's livelihood and their dream. And, you know, so I understand there's a whole team saying, no, we deserve more. We deserve to be treated better. And as a team, we're sticking together. You know, Dottie didn't like make a pact with the team of like, hey, guys, I got to let this go. And, you know, if we're taking kid out of it, um, you know, I'm I'm done and I didn't even really want to be here. And I love the idea of this, but this isn't my real path. Wow. I just love getting deep on a league of their own. (laughs) It's really intense. And I remember being a kid. And watching her do that and be like, what is she doing? I know, like, me she too. When she dropped the ball, I would be, I, I remember being like, this is the big game. <laughs> you gotta, we know you can catch it. You've caught that same catch In before. a split. And they show that. Yes. You know what? Yeah. I think when I watched it, I didn't realize she didn't catch it on purpose. Is that possible? Yeah. They slow motion it down so that you see... They slow motion it down. I think there's a minute where she like can and then she drops and then the ball keeps going. So it's, it is a decision. Her glove literally goes like this. And then she, like it's a very slow. Okay. And she goes whoops or. Yeah. She just smiles yes. at kids. She looks at the yeah. camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She winks at the audience. Yeah. She shrugs at the camera. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then the Curb Your Enthusiasm song comes on and Yeah. <laughs> So should we do fi- final thoughts on where like it, so we have to let's final thoughts we are kit do we catch the ball or you mean Dottie okay we are Dottie yeah do we catch the ball or do we let it slip out of our butterfingers look I would love to say that I would let it slip out of my butterfingers I also know I'm very competitive so you know if you've ever played a board mm-hmm. game with me I don't know like you know I really make my five-year-old step up to the game you know when we play sorry you know, it's called sorry, like <laughs> step up points. This is the name of the game. Um, so of course, like I, I would like to drop the ball for 
my little sister kit if I was in Dottie's position. But I don't know. I watched the movie as a kid too and was like, why did she just do that? She was supposed to win the game. So I don't know. There's my big dilemma. I'm going to wrestle with that with my therapist now. Next week, this is all I'm going to talk about. I will say at the the beginning of the movie, older Dottie, who I always thought it was Gina Davis in makeup and it's not. It's an uh, it's an older woman with Gina Davis doing the voice. Oh, weird. Oh, it's shocking. It's shocking. So she's with her grandsons and one's older, one's younger, and they're playing basketball. And she calls her older grandson over and she goes, hey, let your little brother score a couple. He's littler than you. And the kid says, okay. And then she brings the little boy over and she goes, kill him. So she's setting up a dynamic of giving these kids compassion as well as like um, drive, you know? So like the little kid won't always lose and he'll feel he'll be able to pump Mm. himself up in a way, which is what I think she was doing for Kit was going, she wins this one and she's got something that will propel her in her life where she can feel like she's good enough. Wow. Okay. So what's your final answer? I'd like to not go right now. I'd like some. <laughs> You're going to copy Kayla. She's going to copy Kayla. Whatever Kayla says. Uh, I'm, I still stand with where I was in the beginning. I would drop the ball in a heartbeat. It's to me, it's just like, it's very black and white to, yeah. to me personally, based on my life experience. Um, I would do it in a heartbeat. <sighs> okay. I'm going to catch the ball. I'm going to catch the ball because... And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to schedule some sort of like backyard tournament with Kit later, like a race. Be like, let's do this race and I'll throw that so she can feel good. Um, And I'll invite press and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, you know, what's interesting, though, and which this is why I might not drop the ball. I'm going home after this. I'm going to be a wife and a mother. Kit's going to stay on because they're doing another season of baseball, right? She's got more. She's not going to have to deal with me anymore. I'm, she's never going to have to be second best to me anymore. So she can go next season and be d- fine. She'll be the best pitcher in the league, whatever. So why should I just do this when she can just wait a couple months? And also watching it, the fact that Kit didn't know she dropped the ball is honestly really embarrassing. Because Kit, mean? like, Kit. afterwards is like, wow, you like she's, like, acting all tough. And I'm like, you don't think that Dottie dropped the ball, really? Kit's embarrassed. Even Madonna knew she dropped the ball. Madonna knew. Madonna and Rosie knew yeah. she dropped the ball. They Madonna knew. always knows. Always. <laughs> Can't get I'm going to keep... I'm, I'm going to probably drop the ball. I know. That's crazy. But I'm going to drop the ball because if I'm seeing my sister that upset about it, I, I have to. Because in the movie, Kit's freaking out. Yeah. She's having like a conniption fit. I have to. I have to drop. But the ball. you know, I'm so concerned about Maria that like three years later, when you guys get in some fight, you're gonna be like, I'll "Guess what? I drop yes, the I will. ball on purpose. I will do that. Yes, I know. You're you right. Will. I'm gonna keep the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna drop the ball because you know you'd have that piece of ammo in your back pocket, and there's know. no way on your deathbed. Oh my god! You'd, I'd feel. I feel horrible having that secret too. <laughs> purpose. Well, guys, that was really that was a great dilemma. It really it's a good one. Um, okay, so now we have a dear big ones that comes in from one of our 
listeners. Um, and I think it's a good one we, that we will be able to help them with. Let me find it. Oh, Marie, did you send text this to me? Oh, I see. Okay, let me see. Okay, here we go. Dear Big Ones, and this is from Anonymous. A young work colleague of mine, I like her, but we're not best friends, is having a difficult time with her boyfriend. She is constantly upset by it and asks <coughs> advice about what to do. I've given both sympathy and my advice that she should break up with him, but she's unable or unwilling to act on it. Maybe she just likes the drama or maybe she genuinely feels stuck. I don't know. But it leads me to ask this question. Am I a better friend to her if I call on her to act on her bullshit? Example, quote, this relationship is no good for you. You're a mess. Or if I just express sympathy regardless of how I actually feel. Like, this sounds really hard for you. I can see you're upset by it. (laughs) I don't know why that makes me laugh. It's so cold. (laughs) This must be really hard. I can tell you're upset. I'd be like, what? (laughs) Excuse me? Okay. Um, I know in a boon companion, you'd both... You'd get both elements in just the right measure, but in a casual work acquaintance, I don't know what to do. I'm losing respect for her. What should I do? Thank you, Anonymous. Okay, I feel like I've, I've done both of these. So I've been on all sides of this. Uh, I feel like if it's a really close friend, you say it once, like a real sit down, not just like flippantly, you sit down and really say like, hey, I'm concerned for you. And are you happy? And, or these are things you've been saying to me and I'm just going to say it once. I will support you. Obviously if their mental health, physical health, any of those things are of a concern for you, like, of course this cannot happen. This is over. But if it's just like normal relationship stuff, you say like, these are some of the things you've been saying to me. And I just, it doesn't seem like you're that happy and I just love you and I want you to be happy. And maybe this isn't the right person for you, but just know that comes with consequences. That person, if they don't break up, they might be a little bit distant from you. Um, or if they do break up, then it's just, it's just a lot to kind of put out there, but you can do it. And I think you can only do it once. You can't keep saying it. It's once and then you'll let it go. Um, if it's someone you don't know that well, then I think it's at that point, just realizing that, oh, this is this other, this is maybe a pattern in the other person's relationship. And they really just are looking for someone to listen and, you know, maybe just going to the script of, I'm so sorry that that's happening. That sucks. And trying to change the subject to celebrity gossip or something. It sounds like your anonymous listener, it's more of a call work, like kind of like a work relationship. They're not that close. And it almost feels like they're more annoyed with the fact that it's constantly brought up. So Mm -hmm. if I were in that situation, I would just say to them, look, in my experience, it seems like relationships are easy when they're right, especially in the beginning. And it doesn't look like you're like, this is, that's your scenario. And I've given you advice and it doesn't look like it's working. So I'm not sure I'm the one that can help you with this. Maybe so-and-so can. That's Put them good. on to someone else. Yeah. Like maybe Maria wants, Maria might have yeah, good what? advice. Right. <laughs> like, poke up from my cubicle. 
Or I've seen, I've seen our other coworker have a great relationship. Maybe she can help you and give you some advice with it because gosh, it looks like I'm not able to help you. Pawn it off. Pawn it off, but in a nice way. But the problem is, the problem is, is people that love their drama don't know how to stop talking about it. Even when you're pushing them away, they always, they go, oh, you won't believe what happened to me last night. And it's like, well, I told you yesterday, I don't want to talk about this anymore. So in that case, yeah, you may just have to just put your hand in front of your face and just say <laughs> enough. <laughs> enough yeah, is enough. Some people, they get the outlet by talking about it. So then they can just be inactive and never actually do anything. Right. You know, so and I think if it's obviously it's triggering yeah. you, they said it's making them lose respect for them. So right. it's boundary time. You got to yeah. just put up like what Kayla and Candace were saying. It's it's just, and even what they say in the email of they were like, I see that you're in a lot of pain. I'm so sorry. That must be hard. <laughs> like, and then you don't, that's it. Yeah, yeah. don't give them any food. <laughs> you don't give them any food to feed off of. You just kind of put, you put little like boundaries up with the things you say. Oh, I'm so sorry. You don't give right, them yeah. anything to feed off of. Any yeah, advice, it's hard, anything. Check it's hard out. to argue with someone who's agreeing with you. Right. Like, yes, that's, I see that you're really upset by this. You're really upset by this all the time. And I acknowledge that I'm going to go grab a coffee and don't even (laughs) offer to get them one. You just say, I have to go get a coffee and I have to do it alone. (laughs) (laughs) You stop, drop and roll. Thank you guys so much for being here. This has been so fun. I know you guys are both so lovely. And do you want to like do some last plugs or where can people follow you and listen to your pod? Awesome. So our podcast directionally challenged with Candace King and Kayla Yule is available anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that good stuff. Our uh, podcast Instagram is at Candace Kayla. So it's just our first two names. And that's where you can find all the info on all of our everything directionally challenged. And we've got some fun merch coming up and all kinds of stuff. So make sure you stay tuned. Amazing. And you guys can follow us at the Big Ones Pod on Twitter. You can email us your big, big ones, your dear big ones on the Big Ones Podcast at gmail.com. Join our Patreon for $3 a month. You get two bonus episodes a month. Two bonus episodes a month you guys and uh, don't sleep on that because we've got some gold we're churning out diamonds Mm. um well guys thank you (laughs) thank you so much for being here guys thanks so much for listening to the big big one Powered by ACAS. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, 
you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.